Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. For the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. It would have been so much better if uh, Porno Steve had turned on your mic. There you go. Try it again, John. Bye-bye, Robin. Nope. 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 I got a mic. It's kind of important if John is able to talk. Which John? Well, everyone knows exactly. See, this is the interesting thing about having so many Johns in my life is when I say John, people know exactly who I'm talking about. Right. It's like at the brewery, I've got several Johns. You know, I've got my two favorite Johns here with me, John Palmer and John Blickman. And I can say, hey, John, and they know exactly who I'm talking about. And when there's, you know, some issue like, uh, John's mic's not plugged in or whatever it could be, then um, they know exactly. Yeah, you guys could just switch mics. There was a button here that wasn't pressed in. <laughs> you didn't turn on your mic, yes. A little, little button. It does not work on my box, but I still turn it on to this day. Ah, okay. <clears throat> there we yes. go. Yes, now I can hear myself. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, it's you know this. What is this your first or second time doing this, John? Must be, yeah. <laughs> this week, anyway. <clears throat> so you're new to it. You're, you'll you'll learn the ropes. Yeah, you'll, yeah. You know, I I, I suffer from short term memory loss and you know. <laughs> long term. I'm just I'm just <laughs> mid, the fall guy. Mid length. <laughs> yeah, mid length. <laughs> anything. Often yeah. found swimming for extended periods of time out to sea. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> you guys been having a good time? Yeah, yeah. Traveling we, in the mm, strange rain. Indeed, here. yeah. I mean, rain is something that we usually don't see in Southern California, so it's yes. kinda, kind of a nice change. Well, you got the deluge last week. We did. We're getting the deluge this week. It's what yeah. we call a soft rain in the Midwest. <laughs> We is call that, it that freeway like flooding, or, <laughs> or what? It's, it's like a yeah. precursor. It's nice and warm rain, wasn't it? It was very wet. It's only like fifty degrees. It was fairly warm. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's not like Florida where it's eighty or ninety. <laughs> yeah, especially around Palm so Beach. So here at the Join Us uh, Discussing Weather podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you uh, both in studio. Mr. Mr. Blickman, Mr. Paul Mayer. It's good to be here again. It is. Yes. I drove again, so John didn't kill us on the way. So, right. <laughs> well, I did notice 
there was a near life threatening uh, maneuver there. <laughs> Where? <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't almost miss that exit. No, yeah. you almost pretty much just drove up on the 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 concrete divider there, and then back over, and then That's, I yeah, just on your merry to, way. I just wanted to fit in. Right, in California, right. these crazy drivers. Right, right. Just fitting in. Uh huh. Uh huh. That well, and, and John was a little listening to John slow on the nap. Yeah, listen to John's directions. You'll fit right in. It'll look <laughs> like you don't know what you're doing at all. Well, it's not back there. Yeah. It's not like one of us had been drinking a lot of Evil 3 before we left the brewery. So, <laughs> Yeah, the Evil 3 is good. It's evil. It is. It is three times evil. Oh, speak, You know who's not evil? Our good friend. Well, that guy, John Blickman. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I didn't do want you, to put words in your mouth. John, but. do you listen to these shows at all? Do you hear what we say on this show? I, I turn through them. In one ear, out the other? (laughs) I have to keep replaying it because I keep falling asleep. (laughs) Well, you should at least hear what we say about you at the beginning before you fall asleep. We say all sorts of things about you. It's it's just a work of literary art. Yes, that is true. It's also true is Blickman Engineering. They've been innovating and uh, creating some of the best brewing products out there that when you want uh, to have the the best product possible to innovate your brew day and have uh, uh, the most clever of things, Blickman Engineering is where you go. Now, hey, I've heard a time or two people say, hey, you know, it's beautiful stuff. It's fantastic. It's the most creative stuff ever. I want, you know... The best I can get, but I'm on a tight tight budget. Well, then we direct them over to the Anvil Brewing. That's right. And uh, they've got the Anvil Brewing products, too. Uh, every every bit is well made. Just uh, doesn't have all the fancy to it. And by fancy, I mean great creative ways of making uh, your brew day better. Rethinking how brewing works. For example... I was very impressed with the uh, cornicle idea. Aha! This is essentially corny keg. Take your corny keg. Some of you got them. Everyone who's homebrewed seen one. Cut the bottom off of it. You're saying, oh, now it's useless. No. You uh, can swap that bottom out with a conical, with like little legs in a stand. And you can ferment right in this thing. When your your fermentation's done, you open the va- the ball valve at the bottom. Ball valve or butterfly valve? Butterfly, butterfly valve. Yeah, mm-hmm. butterfly valve. Of course, you wouldn't use ball valve, please. Well, Blickman's going to use butterfly valves. Much more sanitary. So you open the butterfly valve and better flow and dump your yeast, dump your dry hop and whatever you want to do. Close that thing up. Flip the whole thing over on its head. Stop me if I'm wrong at any you point. Correct. And then you undo the clamp, or one clamp, one little screw doohickey that you could use with your, your fingers. Take the bottom off, take the conical part off, slap the regular bottom back on, put the clamp back on, flip it upside down again, or right side up now, and you're ready to go. Carbonate it, serve it. One vessel. You don't have to clean two or three vessels. You clean one. You ferment and serve out of the same thing. 
you're getting a chance to drop your yeast, drop your troop, drop your your uh, your hops. There you go. If, if you're making lagers, you you drop the tube, and then you could drop your 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 yeast. If you if you want dry hopping or fruit mm-hmm. or something like that, and the fruit ferments, and then you got all the the sludge at the bottom, just crack that port, drop that out, close back up. There you go. Clear beer, ready to go. I think and, it's brilliant. Yeah, and you can even carbonate it quickly now, right? Yeah. Well, you got the carbonator thing too. Carb, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. So what? What I really like about the the cornicle is I can I can keep a bit of head pressure of CO two on it. So when I'm taking samples, mm-hmm. it's it's not drawing in any air. Right. Uh, yeah. The corny kegs are good to like a hundred psi. Yeah. And what's the cornicle rated? It's rated at fifty, which is plenty to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it's it's basically the same. As shoot a your beer keg. across the room if you want. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, the uh, the commercial beer kegs are are only rated about fifty. Yep, yep. So, and you know, if you just want to treat it like a regular conical, you can as well. You know, mm-hmm. if you just want to rack that into a clean keg for sure. You know, a transfer fine it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can yeah. do that. So it's it's nice and modular, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can have multiple kegs and just one conical bottom, so that saves you money. You're not having oh, to buy all the valves. Oh, there you go. Piece. There you go. So right, right. You just get more. You know, yeah. That's pretty handy. Clever idea, my friend. And you're always coming up with something, some new way of looking at things. I ran into a a document on pressure fermentation a number of years ago. Before we get to that, let me finish up. Yeah. If you are interested in the cornicle, do like I did. Go to BlickmanEngineering.com. Blickman with two N's and a B and a dot com. And a CH. And a CH, BlickmanEngineering.com. And uh, check it out. Uh, Great stuff. And there's all sorts of innovative products on there. I tell you, literally, you're changing the the face of homebrewing by innovating these things. I mean, you you radically changed the whole beer gun concept, or the the beer counterpressure filling concept. And, uh, I mean, that was the one that... You had a lot of great products before that, but that was the one that really was like, oh, man, this guy thinks outside the box. He isn't just, like, doing what everybody else is doing, copying everybody else. He's actually inventing new things that change the way we brew, Yeah, which I think is very cool, which is why I love uh, being involved with you uh, in the show and stuff. So, there you go. So, BlickmanEngineering.com. Check it out. They've paid for the show for a long time, so you don't have to. So, the very least you could do is send an email to... I think you should send it to feedback at BlickmanEngineering.com. But if you want to send it to support at BlickmanEngineering.com, that's fine, too. Which would actually go to John. Is that correct? It'll, it will now. We're going to create an alias. I, I, <laughs> I realize that Jamil keeps So all these people have been sending you all these emails, and you haven't been getting them. Great. I hope we left or had an alias that was forwarding him. So if any of you wonderful listeners didn't get a response, it's because Jamil gave you the wrong damn No, no, no. no. I, I have writing. the drunken email from Mr. Blickman himself telling me where to send everybody's email. So uh, yeah, I, think, I, think I, I think I'm right. I think I'm right. Hill at BlickmanEngineering.com. I'll, I'll, I'll just open another email. All my, all my employees know I'm right. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you are yeah. correct. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. You used there the wrong you. email, but that's all right. All right. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, 
that got you thinking about the the pressure of fermentation. So uh, one of the things that um, a lot of uh, the you know larger uh, lager companies were were messing with was fermenting under pressure, which suppresses like ester production and you know getting uh, lagers out at warmer temperatures, which saves them energy and uh, mm-hmm. can save them time. And so. They keep a little pressure on it, and they're generally talking like three psi. You crazy man that you are, <laughs> they're like thirty, right? And you ruined a beer. I did. I figure you know, go big or go home. You know, three right. psi really. Right, you barely feel it. Uh, that's not like nothing. Let's spank those yeast. <laughs> Leave that alone, Jamil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, if you say so. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I think that's fascinating. Uh, you brewed a beer, you had it blind taste tested, and uh, you brought some beer for us. I did. Unfortunately, <laughs> our New Year's party at my house was pretty successful, and the one keg was uh-huh. almost empty. And I thought for sure I'd get a uh-huh. a bottle of beer to bring out of that uh-huh. keg, and went. <laughs> I got about half a bottle and there you go. Keg sludge. Nice. But I brought uh, see how we rate John. I'm just saying. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to have to do it over. That's right. We're going to we're going to insist on, you know, a uh, a new batch in-house. Mhm. Monitored closely by Mhm. Yours truly. Mhm. We'll put it on a live feed so you can watch it. <laughs> I actually was just the main thing for doing it was just does this even work at that yeah. kind of at that kind of pressure? Because some of the the data I was looking at was you get a little bit of help at uh, one bar uh-huh. and at two bar you get most of it. As far as that one, the the graph that I saw, so I figured, uh-huh. well, we'll just do two bar. I could have done three, but that was that's a little much. Yes, that's so insanity. Yeah, so some of it was just setting up to fine tune it a little bit to figure out, okay, what would I want to do for a Final verification experiment. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to hear about uh, the parameters of your experiment and uh, what you expected to uh, to see in your, in your results. And uh, maybe we'll drink some beer. I don't know. We'll go from there, yeah? Sounds great. All right. We'll be back right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. 
Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like Wine Guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. So, uh, during the break, we got out uh, John's uh, Bow Pills, mm-hmm. the control version. So, the control, What? G- g- tell us the recipe on this. I don't remember all the gory details of the recipe. I have, wait a minute, I can, I'm. Did I put that in? I, might, I may it's have it. Probably no, in I your, have it. on your computer? Yes. Beersmith? That thing right in front of me? Yep. I may pull up Beersmith. I assume it had <coughs> pills from all. He's scrolling through his recipe list. I mean, it really, it really should be like, you know, three ingredients. 
Alrighty. One of them being yeast. It was uh, 21 <laughs> pounds of Pilsen. Yes. German. Jamancha. Yes. Uh-huh. Two pounds of Vienna. Uh-huh. One and a half pound of Kara Pils. Uh-huh. And one pound of Munich One. Okay. Huh. Interesting. That explains the deeper oh. color. Yeah. A lot of specialty malt there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Pretty little, little richer. <laughs> Well, it does. Have, it little has Richard. Ever. Yeah, Little Richard was a great. Little Richard. <clears throat> oh, uh-huh. Oh, I thought you were, we were transitioning to the music podcast. <laughs> then, of course, all saws, uh hops. However, for this uh-huh. one, I did not put any... It um, is quite firmly bitter. It is. Uh, I did not put in any uh, aroma hops. Uh-huh. Because I did not want to mask... It doesn't really need them. It doesn't. No. Mm. It's malty and sweet and bitter. Yes. And we're also tasting it fairly warm. I get a little isoamel. Yeah. A little banana-y. Yeah. But it's it's subdued. It's nothing it's mm-hmm. not like you're saying this is an ale. It's it's very no. lager like. That's a that's a, a growth thing. That's where if you pitch Sometimes, if you pitch too much yeast, you will start getting uh, isoamel. Interesting. Okay. Yep. You start getting a little bit of that because uh, it's um, so production suppressed when growth occurs, and when growth doesn't occur, you get more. So, isoamel is uh, used for um, making banana flavoring. So that's how they make banana flavoring. Right. And so there's a lot of studies on how to increase the amount of banana flavoring is made, and they do it by um, suppressing yeast growth. So they won't add air or oxygen. They'll pitch higher. They'll do all these things to get the isoamel to be produced. And they get a much higher rate of production. And they do a warmer, like crank up the temp. Rocking. Just one of those strange things. Very John's good. looking at me very perplexed. I was, I was <clears throat> looking for Which one. A, I thought of you as being. You always perplex uh, me. I, th- I always thought of you as being <laughs> very much like uh, Elon Musk. Now, a lesser attractive, <laughs> not quite as successful, <laughs> perhaps not as intelligent, Elon Musk. <laughs> Huh? Don't you see you, it, you you're guys? Pushing it. No. You're pushing well, it. I don't. I don't see the intelligence part really. No, I mean, sure. <laughs> he's like, I can I mean, take. I can take. I was a giving loss. you that look because I. I was t- trying to decide. Can I really say what I want to say to Jamil on the air? <laughs> you could tell me to. to you absolutely to, to go, can to go screw off. <laughs> you absolutely yeah. can. Well, um, I'm just I. I'm just calling like I see him. All righty. I'm just saying. It's good. It's, uh, but I, I get a little iso Emily. Which comes from leucine. Lucy who? Yes. Leucine. The, comes uh, from Lucy. Lucy. The amino acid Lucy. Who's she? She usually delivers once a day. Yep. One of, one of your many amino acids that occur yes. in your free amino nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Or fan. John um, has lots of fans. 
This is already falling off the track. We've gotten 10 minutes in, and it's already. Um, all right, so, John, tell us more. All right, so this was kind of a uh, just a I wonder what's going to happen kind of test. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I, I brewed a 10-gallon uh, batch and yeah. split it into uh, two cornical fermenters. Mm-hmm. So there was no difference in, in fermenter. Right. Fermenter, uh, fermenter geometry can play a big role. And, yep. you know, when you're doing a mm-hmm. comparison, you want to have a couple identical ones. Yeah. Split the yeast uh, 50-50. So there was an mm-hmm. even, even yeast load into both uh, mm-hmm. fermenters. You put an even load into each one. Yep. Okay. So what I really wanted to say is a douchebag of Jamil's magnitude could cleanse a whale's vagina. That's a big load. That's, that's, that's a lot of load. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't, don't be going there. Um, all right. So, all right, so tell me even, more. Even, even a split in there. Do you have a pitching rate that you applied to this? I did not. Oh, okay, okay. How many yeast was, packets or you starter there was, size? Yeah, there was a. Uh, I, I'd have to. Wonder if I put it back into a, in a beer smith. Let me see if I did. I imagine you did. Because there may have been drinking going on at yeah. the time too. Volume. <laughs> like there is today. Well, if it's, if it's not there, we just make some up. Five liter starter. Uh huh. O thirty six gravity. Two pitches or two packages. What yeast did you use? Uh, I used the Munich Lager yeast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, it was the White Labs. Okay. And then, uh, so tell us uh, about fermentation. You, you you split your load into two, and then one of the fermenters, you left it open with an airlock, I assume? Correct. And the other one, you In- spunded it to... Two atmospheres, 30 PSI, for God's sakes. I did. Bam. <laughs> and? Uh, and then, oh, so then the, the lager I ran through its normal, or at least what I used for a, uh, a presser, so it fermented at, I think it was 50 degrees uh-huh. for, yep. I think it was two weeks, uh-huh. and then brought her up, oh, uh, it's probably more like a week and a half, then brought it up for a diacetyl rest for uh-huh. a day or so, and uh-huh. then slowly back down to 50 to finish out. Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, dropped it down to 32, 33, something like that for uh-huh. uh, another uh, several weeks. Uh-huh. And uh, probably held, I think I held back at the fermentation for another couple of weeks. So it was all, all said and done about six or eight weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, the other was pretty well done fermenting uh, in about uh, a week to maybe 10 days. How did that compare with the other one? Much faster. It, the, so mean, the one under pressure was faster? Uh, well, to the point where it was – see, I didn't have to do a diacetyl restore. So they they probably fermented fairly close to the same amount of time. Did you get gravity readings uh, throughout fermentation? It was a busy time. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was more just trying to make beer for a New Year's party. So you, I know, figured, you know I am going to ask you all these questions. You know – you're you're going to be required to have much data. I'm going to get more data. Okay, John. When <laughs> after I do that damn pen mash, I told you I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. So when you're fermenting the the batch under pressure in the cornicle, um, 
that was without an airlock. That was just sealed and then spunded. Spunded. I spunded it. Yes. Yes. Would and describe that spundation. Uh, <laughs> the spundificator <laughs> was basically a pressure uh, gauge that I connected up to the um, uh, the CO two uh, port on uh-huh. the top of the keg, uh-huh. and then um, I, I gradually turned out the pressure relief valve. It was kind of a coarse setting. I mean, it needs. Uh, it's not a. a a proper spunny right, valve. It's a right. pressure relief valve, uh-huh. but uh, that that worked. They had to tweak it a little bit to get it to set, but it stayed uh-huh. right at the um, thirty psi. Huh. You know, with okay, so even psi or so. even during fermentation, the pressure didn't exceed thirty ks. Correct, thirty psi. Right. Okay. Right. How long did it take for it to get up to thirty psi? I actually waited till I I saw a little bit of activity, and then I capped off uh, the top. And mm-hmm. and then uh, just uh, gradually pressurized it. Was that a, a day or two in, or like mm, twelve hours? Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then it reached thirty psi within. I I actually force pressurized it with oh, okay. CO two pressure. I yeah. see. I see. All right. Interesting. And then it and then it uh, maintained that with mm-hmm. the uh, spundation, the spundificator. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm going to have to call it now, the spundificator. There you go. And this is where he comes up with his brilliant the newest product. product. <laughs> yeah, if you, if, you don't, if you don't have a cool name, you just can't come out with it. Right, right. You can't whip it out without having a great name. Um, and so, uh, speed of fermentation. Can I ask something really sure, quick? Sure. Uh, temperature remained constant for both batches at the same time. Yes, I have uh, two. Um, uh, upright freezers in in my brew lab at home. Good question. And I set one at sixty eight, and then the other I, I, I varied through the uh, lager profile. So they were both in the same freezer, though. Two. Se- I have two separate freezers. Uh, all right. So they're very identical. So what, all right. So they were both at the same temperature. Or they were both. One was at one temperature. One was going through a process of different temperatures. I had one. That we will call beer one. Uh-huh. In upright freezer, I will call freezer one. Uh-huh. That was at 68. Uh-huh. And then we have beer two, which we will call the lager beer, that I had in upright freezer, freezer two. two mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That was going through the lager process, temperature profile. So two separate, completely separate. Uh, okay. So okay. which one was in which? So The what pressure was one was, was at room temperature. Was at 68. 68, yes. Okay. And the other one was at going from your fifty to your and that was at diacetyl pressure. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Now I see your question. Yes, <laughs> you're trying to figure out what temperature you fermented these at. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there, there were actually two variables. One was pressure, but the other was was the temperature that the beer was fermenting at. Right. So the whole thought was, can I create uh, a lager mm-hmm. without temperature control okay. mm-hmm. by using pressure instead? Mm-hmm. And and how close will the two turn out? Okay, that was really what I was just trying to get. Just a, a finger in the wind gauge is to, is this is there is there something here or not? Mm-hmm. Now, John, I, I, know, I noticed that you're missing the tip of your finger. Did did something <laughs> you know when you put that up in the air? Did you know that up are the, the winds that strong in Indiana? <laughs> it, did, it blew the tip of my finger right off. Oh, Son of a bitch. <laughs> Well, then I guess what I would ask is, what do you think would happen at 
a normal lagering schedule with pressure. He I could doesn't only, know. I could only assume it'd be less, but I less. I haven't an answer. Less? I've, it could be more. Well, what could you theorize? I mean, it from, could be the I same. Mean, pressure yeah. and, and temperature are kind of um, what's what's the word? Um, well, the literature units? would indicate yes. that there would be a if <clears throat> pressure were the only variable, same temperature profile for both that the uh, pressurized fermentation would proceed slower. Mm-hmm. Right, you get slower. Yeah. That's why when you said it went faster, I was surprised because I assumed they were at the same temperature. But the mm-hmm. higher temperature allows it to proceed faster. So this is why the big industrial brewers they want to do the high pressure lager because. They don't have to refrigerate and spend money on that. The damn thing goes quicker, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, less, less uh, right. and all they need work is in progress a, time. A few PSI of, of less strain on your pressure. Uh, your glycol system if you're using that. Yep. That type of thing. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, so as I've said before, the, the when this question has come up in the past, it's because of the really – what I figure is got to be the partial pressure of CO2 that builds up and kind of suppresses ester production. It just, you know, slows down the yeast. The yeast don't uh, do as much. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you look at it in terms of a, a chemical equation or a biochemical equation, you've got you know you've got sugar uh, plus yeast equals carbon dioxide and you know alcohol. Mm-hmm. So if you load up the carbon dioxide side of the equation. It'll slow down the consumption of sugar. Um, so, you know, pre- fermentation precedes a little slower, a uh, longer time, you know, all else being equal. And that's just, you know, first principles of chemistry, but uh, it's probably more more complicated with this, but, you know, it's, it's a good place to start. Mm, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. It, and in part, not because, you know, CO2 is present and so they're, like, the yeast need it. And so that's why they're not well, it's processing more sugar. It's it's really that the CO2 has a, a, an almost a toxic effect. So yeah. the CO2 and the alcohol are waste products for the yeast. Yeah. They're actually trying to get rid of it. Yeah, well, you consider the, the yeast are trying to get the carbon dioxide outside this out of the right. cell. Uh-huh. And so if there's a higher partial pressure of, out, out exactly. of CO2 outside. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, it's very difficult for them to get rid of the CO2. Right. CO2 right. builds up in the cell, becomes more toxic, yeah. and they it, this slows down the yeast causing their their processes to change yeah yeah okay yeah i'm 100 percent with you john oh good good all right good. oh my god uh let's do this let's take a short break when we come back we will hear about your blind taste testing on this beer all right sounds good sounds great all right right after this If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the 
Brewers Association at craftbeer.com. Also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Socket JP. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. 
Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right. Um, the AHA. Do you use the brew guru there, uh, Mr. Big Man? Mr. Mr. Blickman? I'm going to download it right after the show. <laughs> you damn well better. It is a fine application. Brew guru, if you're part of the AHA... You get the, I mean, you can get the Brewguru for free, and you can use it for free. You start out, but as a member benefit, uh, it will show you where, like, every great discount place is. Like, you know, they offer you AHA member discount, place that sells, like, Blickman Engineering products. Go there, and you're like, hey, this homebrew shop right here, close to me, has got discount, or you get uh, your... Your discount on your beers? Why do you just beers, stare at equipment? me like that? You just, uh, you know. You're looking at me with those beady eyes. <laughs> right back at you, brother. You're trying to make sure you're not sneaking up on me from behind or something. <laughs> no. Uh, John, you've used it. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's Radio. just fantastic. It is. It's, it's, it's faster and more comprehensive than Google Maps. Yeah, exactly. And, and you get... Discounts. I mean, you know, you're you're on a budget. You're going out, getting a beer, getting some stuff. You right. know, look up where you get a discount with from your AHA membership. Yeah, it's great. Ah, oh, using this app, it, your membership pays for itself. I mean, you get all the other great stuff. You get the Zymergy magazine, yeah, which is worth the price of you know of a membership as it is. Oh yeah, you get the discounts. You, you get. Uh, uh, the uh, members members only. You can be uh, you can get into the members only uh, GABF uh, sessions. You can oh, get yeah. uh, you know the homebrew conference. There's a lot <laughs> brewery rallies. You know. the, oh, the rallies! Yes. yes, I mean free parties. Mm-hmm. The rally at Heretic, we give we give away to like beer for people to take with them. Worts. There's yeah. beer to drink for free there. There's free wort. There's all sorts of stuff. It's just, ah, oh, it's been a busy, busy month. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm not on my game. The beer week. Evo's laughing at him. Mm. The beer week. <clears throat> oh, I'm beat. Um, yeah, it's it's Second fantastic. <laughs> so, and those are free if you remember. Absolutely free. I mean, it's fantastic. All sorts of great benefits for that. Plus, it's an organization that's looking out for homebrewers, making sure the homebrew is still legal for you and me, no matter right. what happens. They're out there fighting the good fight on our behalf. So, uh, very cool. Uh, check them out. And uh, you want to uh, sign up through, and then doesn't say, I, you know, uh, eventually I'm just going to make up my own text here, I think. Um <laughs> <laughs> You Honestly, go, I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could go to uh, thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, you'll see a 
join or some sort of link, and it'll say HA. Yes. You click on that, and a little slice of that goes back to the Brewing Network. It helps pay for this so Blickman isn't paying an insane amount to have have this nonsense on the air on your behalf. I'll pay an insane amount anyway. <laughs> and no, by that's the, not going to cut me in An insane amount minus, like, a couple of bucks. Yeah. And in, by the way, in case you don't know, in case you're new to the show, AHA stands for the American Homebrewers Association. There you, there you go. It's, it's not a, you know an annual. I figure hot if dog they're new to the show, thing. they will they will uh, be very short on the. They, you know they're not going to probably listen again. I think this is it. This, this is <laughs> one and done. This is going to be the one and done. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I but as a um, as a proponent of let's hope know, they started with a different episode. There, there you go. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, maybe turn it off. Go get yourself another episode. Yeah. Listen to that one first. Probably more informative. Yeah. Listen to a half a dozen other ones first, because there could be a clunker in there. Yeah, listen I was going to say, don't just listen to one. Right. Give yourself a, a give solid yourself, pillow. Yeah, give yourself a good six months of listening, <laughs> and then decide whether or not the show's worth it. And then you could start this show back up. Huh? Yeah. That's and you'll appreciate it more. You'll... Oh, it'll no, be... No, six months isn't that, it'll isn't be that a long gem. to listen for. I mean... Sometimes right. we'll go with a, you know, a month of, <laughs> a month of, of nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you might just have like three shows again. Oh, <laughs> my God. Um, well, uh, speaking of great places to get, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take care of this all at once. <laughs> speaking of great places to get Blakeman Engineering gear, great fermentations. They are 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 they are are they not the uh, one of the largest catalog of Blickman products anywhere? They are. They were, I think, my very first uh, retailer. Oh wow! Good folks. That's my local homebrew store. Well, and is that why they're some of the best trained people on Blickman products? That and they're just smart people there. Yeah. Well, and if they got a question, they you're in there, and they're like, "Hey, John." How does this do that, or why? What about this, or? I have been in there when they had a customer. I think it was they were they were trying to decide on a burner and mm-hmm. said, "Well, John's right over there." <laughs> <laughs> so that's their top-notch customer service. They just point to you and say, "Blackman Products, right there." That, that's kind of cool, though, to do. <laughs> that was that's that's neat. That was a fun. Mm-hmm. I even got to sign the burner for him. There you go. <laughs> That's nice. You, you sold it. Him 50 you more might, bucks. Yeah, you might have. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they ring you up. That'll be uh, 150 more than advertised. All right, there you go. Well, check these fine folks out at greatfermentations.com. Good people. It's great customer service. They're friendly, uh, very knowledgeable. And again, they, they have the largest selection of uh, Blickman products available. So uh, you can like them on Facebook, too, and Instagram and Twitter. They got all that stuff. It's uh, like Facebook at, yeah, um, something, uh, GR8 Fermentation, and then yes, they are even on doing, Twitter. And they're doing a – home. I, I just saw this on a Facebook feed. They're doing a Homebrew for Life uh, promotion and giving away some uh, – Brew easy with it, and mm-hmm. wow. you get so many ingredients per month and all sorts of stuff. Huh. So, wow, that's pretty cool. Check out their website for that. Yeah, check it out. There you go. Inside information. Insider. John, I love being in, an insider. Yeah, I always get them. I'm, I'm getting very uncomfortable right now. 
It could have been. It could. It could have been so much worse, people. Don't shake your head. Yeah. I that no. He, he, no. It, it could have been way worse. I, I know. Believe me. So just give him it when you know. <laughs> he was that was peachy. He's not done. Full radio broadcast. Dickens. <laughs> yeah. Cider. So how how many entries were there in cider? Stop it, John. <laughs> okay. Many entries. Stop in cider. it, Jamil. You guys are fired. Let's get, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Just bursting right. insider. I'm sure. I'm sure the one listener that is still on. Uh, is their chat room blowing up right now? I was. Just, I was huge insider when filled, I was. When I was filled the people. <laughs> I was huge insider. The last. Huge the dead. last listener just dropped off the line. Yeah. You can't it's do that when I'm now drinking the Evil Three. So, I'm sorry. All right, let's stop. I was. Hey. I always came all up right, a little right. short myself. Let's. Look. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I know why Justin gets so pissed off now. Stop. Let's continue with our information. Right. All righty. The blind tasting. Yes. I, so I, you had uh, Chris White. Yes. Uh, of White Labs. Mm-hmm. See, John taught me to make sure I explain where these people are from. And uh, Gordon Strong of... Uh, Gordon, Gordon Strong. Of, of the BJCP. Mm-hmm. And Brewing Better Beer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, from so, Brewers Publications. Give us, give us the comment. You sent them to them. They knew what the. Um, they knew uh, that I was experimenting with experiment pressure fer- uh, fermentation, mm-hmm. and then I just gave them uh, a couple bottles each uh, with different bottle caps on it. So they did not know which was which. Correct. Okay. All Correct. right. So, give us the notes. So from uh, Gordon, I could detect a difference. The one with the flag cap was drier, crisper, and showed the hops better, although the bitterness was a little was slightly harsh. The one with the silver cap was fuller in body, sweeter in finish, and slightly fruity. It was pretty smooth but seemed heavy. I think the flag one was better for style, uh, which was the crisper, drier, but the silver one was probably more accessible slash drinkable for the average person. Now, which one was which? Uh, the... Uh, the flag cap was the one we're drinking right now. That's the... The control. The control, yes. Okay. And so he thought that one was a little more true to style. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drier, hoppier. Crisper, drier, showed more bitterness, harsh. Yes. Okay. And we... So the other one was sweeter, he said. And more accessible. Yeah. Okay. Now, what he... Uh, let me see, reading down here... He actually says, I think the, the the cold flag was his favorite. It seemed more Czech with a better drinkability to the body, even if it was a touch harsh. So he actually tried them slightly cold and slightly, uh, or uh, one like it. Uh, I thought I saw the temperature in here. Okay. Two different times at different serving temperatures. One was 44F out of the fridge. And then the other was 62F sitting out. So as far as uh, which which one he preferred, it was actually the pressure fermented. No, the it was the flag. Sorry, uh, more check with better drinkability uh, due to the body, even if it was a touch harsh. So that was the uh, mm-hmm. his uh, his preferred. Okay. Uh, and then in talking with him, um, he said there were. Fairly, fairly close, but a, a detectable difference. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to go to a different media. 
which is my phone, to get uh, Chris's. Uh, did the taste? Did uh, the tasting both good? Uh, the uh, plain cap was less like a bow pills, in my opinion. So I assume that is the two bar. It also had more head retention, which is odd. Well, less. Uh, one of the things that I think the the, the literature says is you get less uh, foaming uh, mm-hmm. during right. fermentation. During so yes. it it takes down less of the. Uh, Foam only wants proteins. Foam only wants proteins. Also, um, I mean, it could change, you know, some of the uh, alcohols that are produced and some of the uh, fatty acids, and that could have some impact maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah potentially change the lipid profile. Mm-hmm. Okay. The says here, but the uh, flag cap had a little more sulfur, uh, lingering bitterness, and to me, better esters. Wait a minute, did I get this backwards? No, that's right. Uh, did you look at the yeast afterwards? Which I did not. That's what Chris said. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, what, what did, so Chris said the... So they both preferred the, the standard, the classic yeah. method of doing it. Mm-hmm. So the flag cap had uh, more sulfur, a little bit of lingering bitterness, and to me, better esters. So uh, so similar to what Gordon... Gordon was saying, that yeah. they're both... Mm-hmm. A, so perhaps a little more estery mm-hmm. with the pressure ferment. Yes. But still um, very accessible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very drinkable. Mm-hmm. And, of course, at your New Year's party, they've pretty much finished that keg. They did. They wiped, They decimated it <clears throat> amongst with other kegs of beer, too. So the did you get a finishing gravity on both? Yes, I did. And? I very accurately measured it with a finishing hydrometer. Ooh. And they were, as best I could discern, exactly 1.016, both. Hmm. They finished identical. Which I was kind of surprised about. Right. So, because, I mean, from the description of both of them, the classic one was far more bitter and drier. Mm-hmm. Um, the sweetness in the other one has got to come from then, uh, you know, what sugars were remaining or, you know, what alcohols were produced. Yeah. So you you could, from just the flavor alone, you could think that perhaps the finishing gravity was, was not higher. the same, right? Yeah. But that's never really right. A great measure. Well, of sweetness. Higher Sorry. higher ester would could you know be part part of a cause of it making it taste a little bit sweeter. Yeah, I mean your audience is going to dictate that yeah. pretty pretty well. Uh, if you find yourself in a place that isn't all about dryness or even bitterness. Uh, you might find that the sweetness factor helps that push. Yeah, but there's, you know, that's not necessarily, uh, well, I mean. You know, like I said, audience factor. It's not. Yeah, yeah. The carbonation yeah. level in both beers is the same, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sat in the same, under the exact same pressure in the same uh, keyser for, jeez. Uh, Probably six weeks now, at least six okay. to oh more than that. I had a New Year's. 
Uh-huh. I just bottled these. Uh, well, the ones that I bottled for uh, uh, for Gordon and Chris was end of January, uh-huh. I think. So it sounds like, to me, like um, the pressure ferment did not restrict the esters enough necessarily to result in, you know, as clean a ferment. As I'd say other. that's fair enough. Yeah. It sounds like it changed the character of the beer so that uh, the bitterness changed, the dryness changed. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. However, so, yeah. side by side, you can tell the difference. If mm-hmm. you separate them and come back to one later, you may be hard-pressed to tell which, which one. Which beer? I mean, you could. I mean, it's not. Let me put it this way: it's not. It's not as noticeable when you're tasting them side mm. by side. So, hmm. if if you don't have temperature control, mm-hmm. this is likely to get you closer to uh, the beer that you want to brew. True to style. However, yeah, maybe, maybe. Some more testing I'm not, needed. Yeah, I'm not convinced because I think you can get a similar result with just really upping your pitching rate. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be careful. Like I was saying, you can, you know, with too big a load, perhaps your load was a little bit big, and that's where you get kind of a little bit of the iso ammo. So you got to be careful that you don't go too far that way. But uh, you, know, you got to get just enough growth. And then, um, you know, then you can do. You know, low sixties uh, loggers, mm-hmm. and they turn out pretty good. Um, interesting, interesting. Yeah, so I it think... kind of brings up another, another, uh, another. Um, what do you call it? Trial where you would have uh, zero bar, one bar, two bar, and uh, at, you know, like room temperature. Yeah, room temperature, and then um, do the. Um, I forgot the control. Well, the control, but then the 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 parameter that Jamil was just saying. Um, Do a a full uh, locker profile temperature pitching rate. Was it pitching rate? I think it was pitching rate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and the other thing would be um, is I I, th- I think. So there is a lager yeast made for, well, not made for this, but that they have determined works really well with pressure fermentation. There's a high-pressure lager yeast. Hmm. And I would suggest maybe trying that also. I think, you know, it's it, it responds better to this. And I, I would think, you know, maybe a few PSI. You know, it's hard to control, you know, with the, the spondificator hasn't been uh, quite uh, through the process, the engineering process yet at Blickman. I, so, um, I've got that problem resolved. So, so once you get that resolved, then, you know, if you can control like a 5 PSI, that might be the, the way to go, that, and um, also trying the, the high-pressure loggers. It's, it's fascinating. I don't know... Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think uh, it could uh, it could be something a lot more interesting and uh, something we could we could dig into more in the future. So uh, just like our, our double mashing thing, that that's yes. had much better legs than we thought. 
Uh, let's do this. Let's take one more short break, and then we'll wrap up right after this. Sounds great. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, they're amazing special issues like plans for building a brew. 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Homebrewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. to brew has never been so disgusting this is brew strong all right we're back speaking about uh having legs uh you check out uh the uh latest things at uh adam and eve huh yeah yeah huh? john huh john hey steve huh innervating huh? your brew day yeah course <laughs> innovating your screw day <laughs> there you go i misspoke yeah what kind of categories are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie well there's an offer you won't be able to resist go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only you're going to get 50 percent off just about any one item but that's not all oh no when you select your one item at 50 percent off you also receive a free sex swing sex swing Nice Not, swing. I'm, I'm talking. Put it out in the yard, hang it from the tree. Get arrested the next day. You can, you can, you can put the toddlers in it during the day. Yeah. You can put the wife in it during ah, the night. Dual purpose. Dual purpose. You Free sex. I love a product with. You can use purposes. one, Bevo. Got a home. Oh, Come you, on, you, you like got, a, you got a free swing. No. No, I want to see all of the specs before I buy anything like that. I want to know what the absolute weight capacity is. I think oh, I need to man. get one. I think I think I'm finally going to uh, pull the trigger and use my imagine. name. 
Jamil, J-A-M-I-L, for your, your free sex swing. And so you hang the sex swing from your door and hang on tight. Also, I feel like it would be really weird to buy a sex swing and use your name as the coupon. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, they didn't say I couldn't use my own offer code. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, they're not kidding. So check out adamandeve.com today for the special offer. You get 50% off of one item when you type Jamel. It's J-A-M-I-L for the offer code PON checkout. When you do, you get a free sex swing, free shipping, and then there's that 50% off your one item. And generally, they they get your, your free DVDs. Mm-hmm. You get your free offer for him, your free offer for her, free offer for the both of you. All You know, you're coming together like this. Well, so this sex swing, I think it's going to be a pretty substantial sex swing. I'm saying, like John's saying, you hang that one out in your yard from yeah. your tree in the backyard, in the front yard. Who knows? <laughs> I hope so, because some of the customers might be <laughs> pretty can, substantial. You can. Uh, hey, I'm I'm getting one. I'm getting one. I'm uh, I'm not waiting for all of you. I'm getting my swing before they run out. So Just check get it out. on video. Adamandeve.com uh, today. <laughs> I want to see the doorway collapse. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the x-rays of your broken hip when you're done. <laughs> Damn, that was, that you people are harsh. cold. That was that harsh. That was harsh. You're just mean. She's drinking. She's drinking the high ABV she, she, stuff. She, she, gone she gets, for it. She gets she's mean. Drinking. She gets mean when she's drinking. I'm a mean drinker. He's a mean drinker. That's not her. Mean drinker. All right. Uh, so uh, let's recap real quick. I think uh, we have decided it needs more study. Indeed. I think it was a very interesting uh, uh, adventure you took here, Mr. Blickman. Uh, as always, you're continuing to excite us and thrill us with your uh, innovation and your creativity. And you're challenging uh, you know, the standards and the stereotypical. That's not you. No, it is just like Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it, it did surprise me. Um, I thought I thought that that would be way different, like like drastically. So, Mm -hmm. well, there you Um, go. Well, you're trusting in Gordon and Chris, so I am seeing Chris in just a few days at the Brew Your Own Boot Camp up Uh in Santa Rosa. So I'll be hitting Chris up with some of this uh, as well, and uh-huh. I'll talk to him about that uh, high-pressure yeast and right. what kind of pitch rates he'd recommend, and uh, I'll be seeing Gordon there, too. So, Okay. Well, we'll put together a good, solid test plan and then have you approve it, of course. Yes, you should. And really, John. because... Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds good. I mean, as, as you're saying, this kind of gives uh, the home brewer that doesn't have a refrigerator, you know, some way to t- really mm-hmm. control this fermentation. We shall to- see. We shall see. Let's not call that one that that duck okay. quite quite uh quite souffle. Fake, yeah. Okay. Uh but Vivo now apparently needs me and uh I always need you. <laughs> and and she has a question I do. in the chat. I do. Uh This first one is from Shubru. Uh, slow fermentations seem to leave a bit of acetaldehyde behind. Best way to scrub out rinse temp? Question mark. Uh huh. Well, acetaldehyde uh, is one of those things that should be cleaned up during maturation. And the best way to maturate your beer is to raise the temperature a bit, you know, like you do for a diacetyl rest. In other words, you want to pitch enough yeast and keep them active towards the end of fermentation, where uh, going into you know, 
uh, terminal gravity, there's still a lot of active yeast. They're still hungry, and they're looking to clean up any acetaldehyde and any diacetyl that's still in you know in the beer. So well, I'll throw in um, you know when you say pitching enough yeast, absolutely, but there's also the pitching too much. Too True. much heat, too much, too much oxygen, and um, ripping through fermentation, and then the right. yeast crash, and you don't get any cleanup, and you get a, a real apple bomb. So on very true on logger side, uh, time frame wise, what are you looking at? Well, I've always believed that the loggers, uh, let's say you're finishing out your your ales in you know four or five days, your loggers should be just a couple of days more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's really just. You know, a temperature suppression of activity. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. One one way to look at it is if your high growth phase of your yeast is, you know, that's the rapid bubbling in the airlock. If that's three days, then your maturation should be at least three days. Okay. Or maybe <laughs> six. All right. Last Next one. Uh, it's from Skibber- Skibberine. Sure. Skibberine. Sure. Skibberine. <laughs> Skibberine. Uh, I have been getting really low Skibber, final. I call him. I have been getting really, really low final gravities lately. Could I be removing protein while I'm skimming the wort as it comes to a boil, causing me to get? To, I'm sorry, causing me to always get dry beers. No. Well, that was easy. Yep. All right. Um, the end. Yeah. No, the protein's not contributing to super gravity. dry beers. Yeah. Yeah, protein doesn't contribute to the final specific gravity really. Yep. So there you go. All right. Good show. Uh, stick around. We got two more to do. That's why we got to like keep these on schedule. When Blakeman gets here, we got to take it full advantage of him and do lots of shows and drink very heavy. And then That's we take thing. it advantage of him. I gotta, you got to pace yourself. Yeah, this isn't the taking advantage. The taking yeah. advantage comes on later after he's had, you know, like a couple of evil threes. That's only the first That's show. That's his plan. Right. Bebo, Bebo warned me. Yeah, there you go. Well, if you enjoy the show, make sure to check out our fine sponsors. Check out our uh, our lovely uh, BlickmanEngineering.com, our good friends there. You get a bunch of uh, great products that uh, make your brew day m- much better, more special, and help you brew great beer. Check them out, BlickmanEngineering.com, if you like this. Check out the Brewing Network. Check out the brewingnetwork.com slash store. There's all sorts of goodies in there. And those goodies, when you buy them, they go to the bottom line of the Brewing uh, Network and help help keep uh, shows like this on the air. they got uh, hats, hoodies, uh, pajamas, uh, bike bike jerseys. You got those. Huh? Sure. They, they, well, we got them at Heretic. Do you really? Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. There you go. I don't think very many of our listeners are bikers. Just a little too tight. Okay. Till then, everybody. Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong.